Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Tom McCaffrey, your uh, beautiful host. Welcome <laughs> to LE2B, Last Exit of Brooklyn. I'm here with Eric B. How are hey. you? Good times. We got a good guest. We have a, we have a guest who's a returning guest. Um, hilarious yeah, comedian. You all know him. You all love him. <laughs> Brett Druck. Woo! Oh, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Um, so let's uh let's get into it we were before we started we were talking yeah about i was dating. saying i had an interesting day <laughs> okay because uh, i i relapsed with an ex you know i had gotten my you know there's that that drug attachment like when you're getting over yeah. somebody can and how long I, had it been since you broken up and talked to her uh we had we had not talked much beyond like logistics of moving stuff for like a good two weeks and then uh so you didn't break up that long ago oh no no that i'm saying the breakup had happened before that but like after the breakup it was like hey let's i need to go no communication and and stuff like that uh beyond logistics and so, were you were you were you was it trauma was it like obviously it was upsetting the breakup no How i thought you, it was fun well you know because <laughs> some dudes i don't know like some dudes it does affect them you know deeply yeah. but i feel like some dudes are just like you know oh yeah whatever like i don't maybe they're lying or maybe like on the surface they're trying to no, uh, like i think but, i'm like uh, i'm i'm pretty good at at being stoic until i'm like i think that i'm secure in something and then i then i open up and then i i attach like pretty strongly and you know we were living together and stuff like that so i was i was like i thought we were building a life together yeah and so that's 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 pretty hard have you ever lived with anyone before no yeah, I mean, yeah. not not with anybody I was involved with. You learned your lesson, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I I've done, it, I've done it several times. It never seems to work out. <laughs> I learned my lesson because I did have the realization. Of, I mean, you just there's things you just don't realize until you've done it where you're like, the, the first one I realized is I'm like, oh, I can't just leave. And now, like, if I'm like annoyed, <laughs> right. I can't just be like, bye, I'm going to go to my place. I'm like, yeah. Um, and I lived with someone who was kind of, um, I think had a like a, an attachment style that was kind of I don't know like very attached like had like abandonment issues so you couldn't even go uh, in the yeah. other room so right. and then the, the bad part is the really bad part is unless you get married it, it can only go one way so you know a breakup is bad enough already but when you have to move out or like someone moves out like that makes a breakup so much harder I, I mean for me it was oh yeah absolutely yeah. see I thought the formula was years ago there was always a thing Woody Allen and Mia Farrow they never lived together they were together but they lived in separate apartments that's how they wanted it and I always thought oh that's probably a but then you saw what happened with them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't really yeah, that worked out great. <laughs> and then you just end up marrying the daughter. <laughs> Actually, you know, uh, yeah. Eric, you know who had a really good uh, setup to was Michael Jackson. I think he had a really good uh, <laughs> sleepover. Like marry. <laughs> so yeah, so go ahead. So um, so you probably found that, and were you kind of like because it's you, well. Here's did the you thing: stay we, in the place within the breakup, or did who moved out? She moved out. Um, it was it was it was my place that she'd moved into, um, and she was initiating the breakup. So it was like pretty clear that she was the one who was going to move out. Um, but we had before we she moved in with me, we had been on on the road for three months straight. So we were basically living with each other already in higher stress situations. So Ooh. we had this nice like sample run. So it kind of did make sense for her to move in after we got back from tour. Had you ever dated a com comedian before? Uh, I've never dated a comedian. I mean, I've, I've, I've had Maritime. some fling. Well, everybody's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. no, that's like, that's the, the free bingo card. Right, right. <laughs> but you, yeah, you've kind of like here and there. Cause some, you know, some dudes almost strictly date comedians. Yeah. I think that's weird. It's like, I, I almost feel like I'm like, why did I do that? That's so dumb. Like, it's just, it, it's such a recipe for disaster. And luckily I've, I've not gotten involved enough that that's ever come into play, but I'm just like there are so many people in the world to fuck. Why would you fuck somebody who is going to complicate your professional life if this is what you want? Well, to do? it's because um, for me, it, it. I mean, those are the people you like. You'll connect with, like yeah, yeah. You're, you're around. Another them. comedian chick will like n understand comedy and your humor, and usually has a good sense of humor and is attracted to dudes. You meet a lot of chicks, and they're just like, oh yeah, my favorite comedian is you know. And Jeff name, Dunham, like the Jeff Dunham, like Jeff Dunham, or something. America's funniest like, yeah. home videos is my favorite comedian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Scrooge McDuck is my yeah. favorite comedian. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. But yeah, I it is a recipe. I've dated. No, I totally get it. But I'm just like, I see the, it's the same thing when, when I, I used to have uh, female roommates and everybody, when they found that out, they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no. And they're like, why not? I'm like, because it would be a terrible idea. There's like so many ways they can get complicated and messy. And then yeah, that sounds like, like a yeah, nightmare. But, when people you, do that, you, you do it though, right? I'm like, I'm remind me to never stay over your place because it seems like <laughs> as long as you're in proximity for long enough, you're gonna try and fuck whoever's around. Yeah, that that in work when people would like hook up with people at work, I, I was always kind of like, I never yeah. done that. And um, I had you done have, that. Right? Yeah, that's really bad. That's like an office job because. And you worked at Chippendales. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I had to oil those guys up and then, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, because that one is like basically this was a long time ago. And like I, you don't. And then if you break up, like you kind of just have to kind of quit the job is pretty much what I did. <laughs> wow. You're seeing this person like next to you in a cubicle every day. I can't even do it. How would you even approach someone at work anymore? You know what I mean? Without getting fired. Cause I just feel like the culture is so like, yeah, that guy looked at me. I didn't like it. You know? So. Yeah. That's the thing. It always happened. I think this scenario happened at a Christmas party. It always, that's where it always happens. So, so did you, so with, uh, did, with, with, so when the breakup happened, you were like, obviously like, like you said, like kind of torn up about it. It was probably, oh, yeah, I was, I was pretty beat up. Um, but I, I got like through and then, and then I found myself in a situation where I was like, I was good. And then there was some revelation and it put me back into this. I just basically got wrapped up back into it, but now with no, like, no, no, even like partial no steadiness. Yeah. No, no benefits of like emotional benefits, like no, no stability there of like or expectation and like, um, you know, and, and it just, it just was like a very unhealthy, I was like, oh man, I just undid, I just like the, the wound was almost healed. I just like the, I just need to let it scab over like an extra three days <laughs> and then I could have started, but I peeled it off and now it's like basically a new wound. It's really, that's really like a difficult part after the breakup. That's a difficult phase. Cause if, when it happens, and I've had it happen before, I've had people break up with me, believe it or not. And, <laughs> what? Um, I know, even Michael Jordan missed every now and then. But um, so you dated Michael but, Jordan? Yeah, pretty well. No, that's another story. No, uh, I'm basically, I'm, I was saying I'm the Michael Jordan of dating. Um, no, I got it. I got it. I got yeah, it. yeah, I know. Um, I thought but, you, I thought you were more of the Kobe Bryant of dating. <laughs> is that like a helicopter crash thing well no yeah. I, i'm going before that i'm oh, going for the, oh, the, the anal yeah. the anal rape okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> um I, that helicopter you know n- n- not to go on a tangent but you know that helicopter crash was actually a good pr thing for him because yeah it worked out well forget for about the rape thing now. <laughs> oh yeah um it didn't work out but, well for ari shafir though <laughs> Actually, it did. It turned out fine for him. Well, you like, remember that? Just a side note. I think we talked about once before. He almost got canceled because he made a joke about Kobe. Yeah. And do you remember? It wasn't even, what? Do you remember yeah. that? Brad? Yeah, and it was oh, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was about. He was saying he was a rapist. He got shit on and on Twitter and everything. It was almost canceled, and then COVID happened, and he caught a break on that one. He really did because yeah. that was like a crazy moment. That was so weird. It was. It was. It was like. Um, it wasn't like even oh my god what a dick I'm so it, it was it was more puzzling than anything it yeah. was like why would you do that such a weird yeah anger. and he he defended it so hard yeah it was just kind of like and he almost seemed um, confused by the reaction you know? yeah like, what's the problem what's going on I'm like <laughs> him and his family died yesterday like, what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> you put out a video like saying you were happy they're dead I mean like. <laughs> <laughs> I guess some people didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, his no, defense so was basically like, but this is what I do. And people were like, yeah, but that's not a, don't do that though. Don't make yeah. that the thing you do. <laughs> right. That shouldn't be like, that's not, you shouldn't do that. You should do something else. But he's like, well, that's my fans want. I'm like, you should, you should have different fans. <laughs> but anyway, whatever. And Hitler said the great. same thing, really. <laughs> right. That's what my fans want. <laughs> but you know, it's true though now, because now the thing, you know, again, I'm going to totally going off on a tangent, but this whole like, you know, stolen election thing with Trump. I was listening to a podcast and 
someone was saying, you know, because people were, how, how are these GOP people, why are they still perpetuating the lie over and over? And they're saying, follow the money, because now there's all these ways to um, <laughs> garner income just from from people who don't know anything. So yeah. they're all raised like what's her fate? The crazy Sidney Powell lawyer raised yeah. like 14 million dollars in a year. She's fucking crazy. Like she's yeah. like, that's insane that she because she she just appeals to crazy. So, I mean, if I was saying, oh, yeah, that election was was false and people were sending me a million dollars a year, I'd fucking be doing that all the time. You know what I mean? If that yeah, was and that's job, why Chrissy Mayer is. Where Chrissy Mayer is. <laughs> is that what she is she very she's very right wing now? She's become uh, very right wing and uh you know like I, I knew Chrissy, I think I mean maybe she was always right wing. I just never really talked politics with her. But she's always like a, a reasonable, intelligent, funny, nice person to talk to. But uh, you know, I I check in on her social media, I'm like, oh, you're like you're far in there. Yeah. I guess yeah. That's she it lost is. a lot of fans because she was at January sixth. She was there. I don't know if think she went inside, who knows, but when a lot of comics saw that, they're like, what the fuck? I do feel and... like the whole people and people are like, I was there, but I didn't go inside. It's kind of like, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's like I was at the rape, but I didn't, you know, I just stood there. Yeah. I just watched. I, I just jerked really off in the corner. I didn't go inside. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, so that that part of the breakup, the phase, it's really hard. Usually, and it's usually um, if they break up with you or either way, when they... I've had it where they would break up with me and then they keep contacting me. I've had that like numerous times where like, mm -hmm. they're like, it's over. And I'm like, all right. And then I kind of like, I'm accepting it. And then they just keep contacting me to the, the point where you had, and then it's, it's really shitty to you because you're kind of like, look, you, you're the one who wanted to end this. Like, I need to get over this, like go live your, I'm trying to live my life. So it's, it's really like selfish. Cause like they would invite me over all the time. And I remember one, I had to just like, literally be like stop contacting me so i don't know if that's what happened with you if she just no this is a different situation this is truly like she was being respectful and i just found out that she was having a tough time and so i took the initiative to like reach out and kind of take on a more caretaking role because i was concerned for her her and uh but that that you know then you fall back into the habits of of codependency and uh and and that just reignited all the, the feelings and i was like yeah I, I really was like i was f really getting okay with the breakup i was like it barely was bothering me i was like i'm gonna be good in a week or two and uh and then it just was like bam back to square one yeah which is a shitty feeling when um yeah yeah i mean i'm sure it's not going to be the same process be faster timeline yeah be faster this time yeah but, um, yeah I mean, but you you know uh, it's, it actually is one of these things where it's doing stand-up sometimes takes you away from that i i, I always think oh yeah that's why yeah. i keep doing your shows yeah yeah, <laughs> now, yeah. now i gotta and put I'll, you on more shows i feel bad now <laughs> and i will say when i had some bad breakups those are the times that, that, like i had one really really bad breakup and then i had another horrible relationship right after that and it kind of drove me into being like you know what i just want to be single for a while i don't want to deal with this and it was good because i got really happy with being single and then i started realizing i'm like being single is like kind of an awesome thing you know what i mean like i mean it really can be if you do it right and well I, that's I, I mean i i totally felt that way for many years uh, and it was i think it was just you know coming out of the pandemic where you're like is the world did the world almost ended but i guess it didn't so like i guess what let me try a relationship i don't know it yeah. was just like everything was skewed and like this is working and like do I want to go back into like trying to hook up when like might be giving people COVID if I do that? It was just like, yeah, it was just, it was just a wild yeah, time. So I was like, and, and, yeah. I, and I did, I, I really loved it. You know, once I, once I got in, invested in it, yeah. um, but, but I definitely was like at the time, like, yeah, why would I ever get into a relationship? Like I, there is so much benefit to being single. Yeah. And it, mm -hmm. it got me better at, cause I got very into, um, dealing with, I got better at dealing with women because when you're in a relationship for a while, once it's, it is that weird thing. It's kind of like being like a, a house cat for a while. And then you're all just let loose into the world. You <laughs> don't know. You don't know how to like talk to anyone. So it was weird. It's yeah. like, took me a little while to like, I had to get better at like, you know, actually like talking to women and like figuring out how to act. And, you know, I, this I got this is the best conversation I've had in like two months. I'm doing great. <laughs> is it really? No, I'm just, no, I'm just joking. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> This I, is a therapy uh, session now, so yeah. yeah, but I was just saying, so it was good. And then I like was single for years and like, and it was great. Cause I got better at, um, you know, if, you know, cause when you get older and you get more okay with being alone, 
you get to a point where like if a woman is kind of like when a woman would be like you know this isn't working out i'd be like good well good luck i don't know yeah. you know see ya like no hard feelings like i never would be like what the hell's going on and for then sure. uh, all of a sudden i wasn't looking for anything at all and then all of a sudden i was in a relationship but don't you lie? see i like be, being alone i do because i maybe because i'm in the yeah. city i I, I'm, I hate people like i'm in the wrong profession in the wrong city for this but yeah. so when i'm alone i'm like so happy i don't know yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. And that, that was like a really hard thing for me to adapt to. And I, I think it's probably why it's more painful. It's like I gave up this this part of myself of like I, I get alone time and I love alone time and everything I'm doing is to to create a space for me to have alone time. Um, and then I just like I just gave that up and then and then it, it backfired. And I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't. I, I didn't even want to share time with you originally. <laughs> that's what you like it. <laughs> that's what relationships are. It's you do yeah. things you don't want to do. And then you're like, what the fuck? I, I did that. And it didn't, you, and you did that. like, I feel like every relationship has been like, but I did this right. I did that. And it's like, no. So then, well, I think then a lot of times in a relationship, you, you, you point out like if, if the woman gives you shit, you point out all the good things you've done and she'll kind of always come back with, oh, well, that's what you should be doing. Like any points that you think you're making, that's just like, oh, no, no, no. You, you, you want credit for that? You want credit for that? You should always be doing that. And they're probably right about that. But I always like try to itemize, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel I, I, like I, I picked up a cup of coffee for you, you know, and you say it and they're like, we should do that. For yeah, me. they know nothing. You don't gain any credit. There's yeah. no, you know, you don't build up any credit. Um, <laughs> and also, in, I in fairness, like, they may be right, because I feel like I give myself too much credit for anything I've ever done with a woman. I do feel like it, it does become a thing of like, you, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, yeah. whatever you do. Certain women, that's why you have to, like, I'm dating someone now who's like really cool and like chill and like I get along with and like, she likes being alone, her space too. So like, she she understands when I'm like, yeah, because I, I love being alone. Like, like yeah. that's kind of my favorite <laughs> in the world um <laughs> yeah i took to all these but, young comics they're like yeah they're like because a lot of them work from home now and they're like yeah i'm getting tired of working from home i want to go into the office i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> you're just saying it because you never knew this trust me yeah. you do not want to go into an office have you um so before this had you ever been in a long-term relationship right. yeah i had done like two years um but is that the longest you've done yeah um, um but that that was like you know relationships were so hard when I still had a day job and I hadn't done one. I basically was like, I'll never get into a relationship again until I can do stand up for a living. And then once I got to do stand up for a living, I was like, no, I really like getting laid everywhere. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm not gonna give this up. Yeah. What's the Did shortest? You... What's the shortest relationship you've ever been in? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I definitely. <laughs> Definitely had some where I was like just so exhausted from from touring and I like invited a Tinder date to the show and then I maybe said like three things to them and then I just walked into the car and kissed them and I was like, let's see if I'm going to get laid and it, it worked out. Nice. <laughs> um, that, that felt like, you know, there wasn't a relationship never even existed. That's a you, relationship. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you would you hook <laughs> up on the road a lot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> You're going back yeah, on I mean, the road. You're going back on the road soon, right? Yeah, end of August. So, and you know who's going to be on tour with me? Oh no, my Ooh. ex. Yeah. Oh well, then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the segue into getting wrapped back into it. It's like we needed to work out this stuff because we knew we were going to work together, and that's not fair to the other people on the tour. It's not fair to us. So we had to like iron some things out. What and do you then, think? What are you anticipating it'll be like? I mean, we've we've set some ground rules of like. No, yeah, those, those always those always work well. The ground rules. Go ahead. <laughs> I know there's just one major one, and, and it's it's just it's mostly me because I I'm the dumpy where I'm like I'm like at least for this first tour that we go back on so close to the breakup, let's both agree that we're just not going to hook up with with people um, on the tour. Um, and so the, the know, one the one positive thing that okay go ahead. Wait, wait, that you're not, that neither <laughs> you're going to hook up with other people? Yeah, we're not going to hook up with the other, each other either, but we're just like, keep it in your pants for two weeks. You can well, do that. Sounds like a fun no tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what? I'll say one of the, the reasons I got into the relationship is because when you, when you are on the road and you're like tindering all the time, it takes up so much energy and time well, that yeah. you're like, you know, I, 
I really want to get laid. And so I'm going to like try and get a date to meet me at the show. And then you're All like, right, I so didn't look- go over my jokes. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, you, you're, you're like, you're I, I'm not getting out of this. No, I want to pull, I want to you- pull. Yeah. I want to pull back there for a minute. Cause that's a thing. Yeah. Like, cause I never would really ever meet women at shows and stuff or after shows you're doing the Tinder thing. Like that, the date is the show. Yep, exactly. That's a, that. Wow. I mean, that was what that was my biggest tool. Was like, wow. That's, if I can convince powerful, you, first of all, you, you know, you know, there's when you when you hit on somebody at a show, it's like they could have a boyfriend, they could right, not be right, looking right, for anything. Right, when so, when you right. somebody comes to a show that you met on Tinder, you know they're single. They know you're only going to be there for one night, so right. there's a good chance that they're okay with a one night stand. They go. You don't really. You get to talk to them a little bit before. And then they see you be awesome at what you're doing. Wow. And then yeah. and then you first go out and they see you with like you first thing they see you, you're crushing on stage. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a really good idea. That, um... <laughs> Tom's are taking notes. Just ruined Tom's relationship. No, no. I've um you know it's funny that like the, I've i hooked up at like you know, when I would hook up at comedy shows, most of the time it would be I would meet them like at like the bar area and they weren't like at the show. So it was like weird. It, mm-hmm. it almost became like if they saw me do stand up, even if I did well, they they wouldn't hook up with me. Have you have you found that as a thing? Like I've I, had the opposite where like you'll you'll just meet someone at a show and you did well and they'll they'll be into you. Oh, no, I'm just saying like when in my case where I brought them to yeah. my day to the show, I mean, like me them at like at oh. the show it's weird because i do think there is a thing it, just because they're at the show and they liked you a lot of times they will be like i've had i had it happen so many times where they'll be like my god you were so great you were so great my husband loved you right here and you're just like oh, okay that's, oh yeah yeah that's yeah ruined um but, yeah that's definitely happened to me um i don't know i i don't think i've had too many times where i've just like met somebody in the audience and been like oh we're gonna you know go hook up now isn't that weird though but i think that the people that's what the um perception is i think people think that's what comedy is that yeah, it's yeah but it's, like, a, it's a couple's activity for the most part I know, totally. yeah that's what a lot of road comics tell me i'm like hey you hook up a lot on the road they're like no it's all boyfriend and girlfriends fucking go to yeah. shows together so and the other thing is most comedians and if- not, not i'm sorry but i was just saying most comedians are not good at actually closing the deal and talking to women off stage Oh, not, I'm, like, I'm all right with that. i think you are <laughs> but like there's a lot of comedians who like i know who it's very like they're kind of weird and awkward. So it's kind of like they're great on stage. And then once they get off stage, they're kind of like expecting the girl to just jump at their crotch. They're like, yeah, right, that, like, that's no, how I was originally. I was like yeah. a girl come up and she'd be like, you're really funny. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well you've told, you started this. So you're the aggressor. So you take the next step. And then like, then, then nothing would happen. And then I realized like, oh, you have to ask them what they're doing now. You have to, yeah. you have to talk to, to the them. next part. Yeah. Yeah. You have to actually still be charming for about an hour and a half. Right, yeah. But right. that's the thing that I was, cause you would go on stage. You just, pouring your life out there it's, it's you know it's hard being a stand-up it's just hard you know and then you get off stage and they come up to you and then they're like hey you want to go do karaoke or something now and i'm always like i i did my work here you know i'm not saying i have to have sex with you right now but i have to prove right. myself more now i have to wow you with my singing like, fuck <laughs> you, dude. like what do you, i mean just, this is it that was yeah. that was yeah. the date that's why, you're smart. that's why you're smart to do the tinder thing because it's like this is and you don't have you don't have to pay anything they get to see you be awesome i guess it's a gamble though because you could bomb right yeah or you could have a bad set he doesn't oh yeah bomb. He doesn't bomb, definitely though. yeah that's that's great has no, that I, ever I, happened I, where you've invited them and then you like have not had a great set yeah but i think um more often than not it still doesn't matter they're just like whoa you like went and did that thing yeah yeah because i think the difference is also if you're on the road you're like on the show you're maybe one of three comics on the show so it's a real special thing you're on a show in the city there's like 10 comics you know you could you could be a great comic and bomb at any time in a city show really because there's so many factors out of your control it's probably just in general it's harder to bomb on a three-person show because everyone came out there you know you're doing 25 minutes whatever you're fucking doing um, so you're, you see more of a, a star than just like a supporting it is true. cast member. Being on the member. road, being on the road, especially if you're just in kind of in the middle of like some small town, like you really are thought of as like borderline a celebrity. Oh yeah. yeah. And you're also like just more attractive in that place than you are. Right. Like, who else are they going to be dating there? You know, going <laughs> yeah. Out That's kind of their chance. Yeah. I talked to this comic who he, he works at the cellar and he says, you know, he, he's like, 
he's really funny, but he's like, I, I, you know, I can't hook up after shows. I'm like, don't go to other clubs. The seller is like people who go there are looking to fuck celebrities. You know, <laughs> you could be a great comic, but you're not going to stand out there. Go to yeah. clubs where you would look like a star. You know, right. that's, you know, the same women go to all these places. They don't know, you know? So, yeah. But, um, I did a show at Greenwich not that long ago and there was some chick kind of like flirting with me from the crowd. I mean, I have a girlfriend, but you know, I was like, Oh, this chick <laughs> seems like pretty into me. And then like, she was talking to me afterwards and then she did that thing like, like Oh, my husband. And I, yeah. Like, Weren't you like making jokes about like, going banging me or something? Like not that I was trying to, right. but well, you know what like, I've, I've always found that it is, so much easier to have a conversation with a woman who is in um, a secure relationship Um, because they're not, they're like, Hey, I don't have to worry about you hitting on me. Like I have this thing going on and they, and they just also have that so much security that it's like so much easier to talk to them. It's true. And And, then, um, yeah, not only that though, I've seen this live, like there'd be a couple at a comedy show. This never happened to me, but I've seen it with other comics. The girl will start talking to the comic and she'll be with the boyfriend. And then somehow the comic still gets laid. Like it's like not a real relationship. I, I don't could even see know. that. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, I definitely I, yeah, I yeah. could see it, too. I do remember doing a show years ago where this girl made a comment to me. I made a joke about I mentioned Brad, Brad Pitt. And she made she said, this is real. I'm just saying like, you know, <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, you look like Brad Pitt from, you know, when on from the audience. And I was like, hmm, this uh, I should pursue this. And then I went to talk to her and um, she was with a friend and the friend was like, let's go like to her. And she was like, no, I'm not going to go. And then we went to another bar and then she like was clearly into hooking up with me. And then she left for like 20 minutes and she was like, God, yeah, that was my husband. God, it's so <laughs> oh hard being God. married. And I was like, how long have you been married? She's like, like three months. And I was, that's why the guy <laughs> was trying to get her to leave. But she clearly was like, yeah, I don't think that marriage survived. Bang me. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no way. Um, uh, I mean, there are women who come to shows. I've seen it where they are married women and they hook up with comics on the show. They're like, you know, this, they're on vacation. And uh, uh, they're not yeah, with their I husbands. Hate, I, at. I'm I'm pretty against like like if I know that you're in a relationship, I'm not doing. I've had women tell me afterwards that they are married or something like that, and it always makes me pretty upset. I'm like, why would you not tell me that? What if they tell you in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, nobody's ever done that. Yeah. As your orgasm, and I would also be like, I'm doing a bad job. <laughs> She's like, now's the, the way, time I got to uh, tell him I'm married. By the way, I'm married. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming. I'm married. <laughs> so, so don't get the wrong idea. Um, no, but I, I for a while, ha- I, I found this was a, a trend that was happening with me where I would hook up with these chicks and they were usually like from out of town. And then um, I'd find out they were not married, but they would be like in a relationship that started ha- that happened to me like four times in a row. And I was like, Oh, I've become that guy who I'm just banging dudes, girlfriends uh-huh. when they're not knowing. And I was like, but I kind of liked being, you know what I mean? Cause they were usually young. And the thing is like, if you're 22 and super hot and you're, oh, yeah, I should say, but like, it's kind of like you're probably not, you know, ready to settle down. You know I, mean? <laughs> I mean, your chick's different. <laughs> no, well, she definitely was not ready to settle down. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I no, no, that 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 totally makes sense. I I have also been in a similar situation where it was like a girl was with the guy and they weren't together, but like the guy clearly was like interested in her, and it was like he he brought them to the show, and she's flirting with me, and I mean. I well, definitely that's just a robber. You just pulled the chick. From yeah, I I was like, oh my god, I feel so bad for this guy. Like, I could see how much turmoil he's in. I still fucked her, but I I like felt bad about it. <laughs> wow, that's so great. <laughs> what a heartwarming story. <laughs> you felt bad the whole time you were you were locking eyes with him when she was blowing you. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, there, I didn't definitely... to call him during. <laughs> well, it's like that'll teach him to like take a date to you know watch some dude be great at something. <laughs> But that's the thing. I think there is. I mean, there's so many comics who get laid who have no business getting laid because, you know, women yeah. seem to like it. I think the part of it is also that one of them. Yeah. Women, women, you know, they obviously like to laugh. But I also think that if I always think when women meet a guy for the first time, they just don't want them to be a serial killer. And I think they assume that if you're a comedian, you're not. But you're 
comedians are yeah. fucked up. So, it, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if right. one was. We, do, we don't have the yeah. commitment or the, you know, we're, we're, we have such intimacy issues. We won't kill anyone. <laughs> we're not ready for that kind of a commitment. Um, but yeah, that's true. And also seeing, you know, just seeing someone on stage, even if you, even if it's not that great a show, because that's the thing is sometimes I'll be like, this chick saw me at this show and she thought it was like impressive, but they don't know. They think a club is just as equal to any other club. You and know also I mean? how many comedy shows have they seen in their lives? They don't know what a comedy show can be. Like they don't know how good you, well you can do. So when they just see you do like, they see you get like a few laughs. They're like, Whoa, he does amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember I had a funny line once I brought a chick on her first date to a, to a comedy show and it was a gamble and it was a bad show. There were like 10 people there and I wasn't doing well. And I said, um, I was like, you guys, like, you know, I, I brought a chick, a chick here to see me. It's like a first date. I was like, so you guys, like, as an audience, are cock blocking me right now, <laughs> <laughs> and that like did pretty well. And I actually ended up. So. <laughs> but people don't like you said. People have no idea. Like some, I remember years ago, people were like, "Oh, you're a comedian?" Yeah, like I'm like, yeah, I do like a ten minute spot in the city, and they go, "What do you get paid for that? Like five hundred dollars?" I'm like, "Yeah, roughly, <laughs> roughly, or nothing." You know, you know. <laughs> So, so are you yeah, feeling 500? Do you want to put, do you want to produce a comedy show? <laughs> <laughs> so you're feeling better now, but you're, you're touring soon though, right? You're going back on tour. That's, you know, I'm going on tour and end of August. I got a few dates in between, you know, uh, where, have you, where got, have you, where have you been in the last tour? Where, where, where we, what cities? Oh God, I don't even remember. It was, <laughs> last time I went on like a two week tour was in April and we did like, I want to say New Hampshire and okay I, I can't even tell you we were we were just we were at places are there any cities that have the where you've had the best experiences with women hottest women well yeah let's go back to that yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't, ottawa. Don't, don't say florida because there's no way that's true <laughs> did you say ottawa uh, no, yeah, Florida. <laughs> I could see that. No, no, but he said Ottawa. Yeah, um, Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, it was always great. Did you ever go uh, to the strip clubs there? Aren't, aren't the Canadian strip clubs supposed to be like no. crazy? Uh, I, I've never been. I've only been to a strip club like twice in my life. Okay. Um, that sounds I find unbelievable. It like, Wait, why? Yeah. I just am like, I yeah, don't want to. I don't want to pay money for nothing. Pay money yeah. and then. Yeah, that's true. And then, even if I could pay money and like fuck them, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Oh yeah, like prostitution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like it. It doesn't feel. I I need. I'm like I have like a, a weird conqueror thing. Like I'm like I need you to fuck me because you want to fuck me. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, that's why, why I, I was get, like getting laid when I was broke. You because worry? I was like when I was broke. I was like I always like getting. I was like she's really fucking me for me because I don't have uh, anything else going. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. I actually found a lot of times when I was broke. It, it, the, the the least that you would that I would put out or try with a woman is usually when I got the women most into me because I remember like there I went through this phase where I was like, you know, I wouldn't buy drinks for women. That was kind of like a rule I had, and I'd be like, I don't buy like, and I sometimes chicks be like, oh, you you will you get me a drink, and I'm like, I don't buy women. <laughs> There's this one girl, and she was like super hot, and she was just like. She would always buy me drinks and she'd just be like, God, I just thought I really respect that the way you were just like, I don't buy women drinks. You know? And I'm like, really? But you know what I mean? It was just because the counterintuitive, you know, it's like, oh, okay. So yeah. you weren't so being, being cool, you were just being poor. Well, I think it was like, it just kind of, I was poor, but it was coming off as like cool and aloof. Um, mm. But because every other dude was buying her drink. That's why, you know, I, I never did this. Yeah. And I remember I knew dudes who would be like, who would buy chicks drinks like from across the bar. Remember that move where they'd be like, send those girls drinks. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? You're just fucking, that's like the lamest move. Yeah. I, I dated this girl a long time ago and you know, I didn't, at the point I didn't have a lot of money. So we'd be go out and she's like, can you get me another drink? I'm like, look, I, I'm just out of money. She's like, all right, I'm just going to ask that guy to buy me a drink, but I'm, I'm not going to, I'll just flirt with him and I'm not going to do anything, but he'll buy me the drink. <laughs> She's like, are you cool with that? I'm like, yeah, go, go right ahead. <laughs> she would do that. And she <laughs> would buy it. And she would just, and she was really good with that shit. She could scam beers off anybody. She knew who to target and stuff. Mm, you know, yeah. sometimes she would get me a beer from that fucking guy. <laughs> That's great. Was that, yeah. Who was that? That was when you were dating Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she must have been a cool girlfriend. Like, I'm going to get that guy to buy me a beer. And also, I'm going to get his girlfriend to fuck us. <laughs> Although his girlfriend's 12. <laughs> right, right. Which one? The one on the swings? Um, 
So uh, let's let's get. Uh, are you still enjoying comedy these days? I mean, we're pe- post pandemic. Uh, what do you think? You like Am I enjoying it? comedy? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've I've been like the last few weeks. I've been enjoying comedy more than I have in a really long time. Why? Why is that? I think I just got into the rhythm of it, and I just found, you know, like it coming out. Come when I was in that 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 hump of like, okay, I'm I'm like I'm being single, and I'm like I'm like getting back to like focusing on the things that that really ignite my my passion. I was like I was working on my jokes, like, you know, I was really working on my set beforehand, getting excited, like planning it out. I'll do my new joke here, maybe I'll throw on this here, and then and then going in and just having a good set is just like you know, there's no better feeling, especially when you're trying a new joke and it works. Um, so yeah, I think I think just trying out new jokes and having them hit. Okay. You, during the pandemic, the were, were were you doing a lot of Zoom shows? Yeah, he was yeah, good at it. He was how he was yeah. doing the shit there. Yeah. yeah, I was like no nowhere comedy club that digital comedy club. I was oh, there like right, right. go to host for for a while there. Yeah, and there was some um, good money there for a while. Like I think early. Did on, you right? start comedy here? Yeah. yeah, I started in Jersey. Um, oh, but okay. you know, you kind of like there's not enough going on in New Jersey, so you kind of have to go into New York a little bit. Um, yeah. Was there like, where, where in Jersey were you? What, what are like the big places to do there? Like stress factory and stuff? The stress factory. There was this place this terrible called comedy cove. Comedy cove. Um, that place, yeah. Yeah. There, when I started, there was like, I guess it still exists somehow as catch a rising star. Yes. Um, but I'm like, it's just been hanging on by a thread for years and years. Yeah. They do it. Yeah. They do it. They do it in this hotel. And, uh, right. I, I, when I, um, Right before the pandemic, I did a guest spot there and the guy really liked me. He's like, you're great. I'm going to use you a lot. And he died like three months later, oh, which has happened to me several times with other people. <laughs> I, I've killed off yes. a lot of bookers. Anytime they say I'm going to use you a lot, it's like a very ominous I think there's thing. A few, there's a few bookers I want to give you their number. <laughs> it was another comic. There was another booker too, right before the pandemic. And she was like, you're great. Um, and you remember that Missy Allen? Do you remember her? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people I don't think make, those were shows you wanted to get booked on, from my no, understanding. Some, some of them were okay, you know. Oh, okay. Some were. And what she died. Some yeah. people think she faked her own death. That's a whole other story. Who oh, was wow. the, Who was yeah. the woman that that did do that? Wasn't there a woman who did fake her own death or something? That was her. That happened right before COVID. Oh, and, but so she didn't fake her own death, or or people thought she did. That, that people started looking into it and it seems strange well it, to just bring but that it, they did were, it but did it ever come to, to well ever the, the thing was is after she she's going to be on the next episode <laughs> okay that'll yeah. be a good her and db cooper you know um <laughs> no um one of the things was after she died they were going to do a benefit for her at the at the comedy club she wanted and, to do a spot. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, this is suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> reason to come back. Yeah. You know what? I don't think she's dead. <laughs> and then she could perform. She's like, oh, she's dead. All right. But uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I could say it was a big deal, but they um, they were like, we're going to do this thing and then we're going to raise money for the daughter, you know, for, you know, and the daughter was like, no, I, I don't want you to do that. Like, well, no, we're just going to raise money for you. And she's like, no, I, I don't want that. I don't want money. That's <laughs> a bad sign. Because I think, you know, if it's, you do conspiracy theory, like faking your own death is one thing, but making money off of it is, I think, like fraud. Or, yeah. You know, totally. so, uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Interesting. Um, yeah. And the yeah. daughter also looks suspiciously like her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so are there any other topics you want to cover, Eric? There's some uh, stuff that oh, one thing up. I want to say before is is, uh, is like when there are single women that come to a comedy club, they come together for a bachelorette party and they're the worst people you oh. ever want at a comedy show. So it's like that's the only time it's like, oh, a bunch of single women are here. You're like, yeah, but I fucking hate you. I don't even want to fuck you out of rage. <laughs> right. And the other thing is. Even if you do like meet a chick after a show, they're usually and they're like, hey, come out and come hang out with us because they're not just it, it's not the dream of like there's just some hot chick alone who's like, hi, I'm here and I'm alone. And I thought you were yeah, yeah. I want to have sex with you now. It's like <laughs> I don't want to be alone. There's usually a group of them. And you, you, at the very least, you're going to have to go out and spend about two or three hours out. Yeah. with them. So it's like you're going to have a date now, but yeah. with all their friends like. I think that's the thing. It took me a little while. And 
as I got old to realize, and as I got older, I started, you know, you, you're more tired after a show and you're just not as willing. So you're kind of like, like I've had moments where I'm like, I could go out with this, with these chicks, but it's just, I don't want to spend two hours with these chicks. And then maybe they, they're, they're not into me or, you know what I mean? Mm. It just seems like. Or you could fuck up a, somewhere and just say something that's wrong. One, yeah. That's one thing that's, that's good about getting older. It's just like the less I cared about getting, I was just like, what? I guess I just won't get late. Tonight. I mean, like, it's not that great. And to, yeah, to go back yeah. on what Brett said about bachelorette parties are, uh, oh, they're the, the, they're the worst audience members. Cause it's smart. It's all about them and stuff. It's all you about know, them yeah. and screaming. And they're yeah. usually not smart. You but know, you know, who's actually audiences. Right. But you know, it's actually a good group is bachelor parties. Yeah. And what, the reason why I say that is because any bachelor party that would go to a fucking comedy show, like the nerdiest bachelors in the world. Sure. They're like, you know, the real ba- like is I sometimes you see them like, why are you in a strip club? But they're like kind of nerdy. They're like good comedy audiences. I was like, you can go to strip clubs. What? I they're like, you I, can go to strip clubs. I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like I once did a like got hired to do comedy at a bachelor party. No, oh, that's that's probably not in. good. Yeah, that seems bad. It was well, it, it was okay, but it was also like, what is this? Why would you do this? You're like bringing a male. Com- it was me and Joe DeVito were the comedian, and it was like you bring you hire two male dudes, and they're like, yeah, like roast him, roast the bachelor, and I'm like, why? Why don't you give him a fucking chick to fuck? Like you hired me to be like, yeah, you're a loser. That's really funny. Um, yeah, it was a nightmare. But whatever. yeah, I once went. You ever, I once. I once went to a bachelor party where they had strippers doing crazy things. She was shooting grapes out of her vag. I mean, that's. I oh. feel like you need to do that. I don't know. Yeah, um, I've never. Done, I've gone done strip club. Like that was the first time I went to a strip club. It was for my brother's bachelor party. Um, but I've never done like you know like a donkey show. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I think I'm okay some, with that. For my friend's bachelor party, I hired strippers to do stand up. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is it? They're not even good. They don't even do stand up. They did the same thing you did. They're like, why would you hire me to do this? Why don't you have me? But I feel strip? like hiring com- <laughs> hire a comedian. But it's like, it, that's the equivalent of hiring a male comedian at your bachelor yeah. party. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what is but the I, point of that? But one of the things I was talking to Brett before the show was, um, I, I last week was the Emmy award uh, Emmy nominations. And I noticed one thing about the Emmy nominations, every category. Now there was no networks on there anymore. There was none. It was all 90% like streaming services, some cable. And we were just talking before the, the show is like right now, if you got offered a TV show, what would you rather be on NBC or Hulu? Um, I mean, definitely Hulu. Yeah. Hulu is like one of the, I mean, I there was a sitcom that was on I don't it was on NBC or ABC and um it ABC. starred a comedian and, I think I'd um, rather be on YouTube than ABC. <laughs> I mean it's just like I I'm not kidding this there was, there was a comedian who was a star of it and I watched it with my girlfriend and I was like it was horrifying to watch. Mm. I was like I cannot believe this is a fucking TV show that some it was it was like beyond bad. It looked like this is a current TV show. It was on. It got canceled, but it was yeah. so. Yeah, it was. I, it was on like three months ago and it was like a big comedian. It was and it, it blew. We kept watching it to just make sure how bad it was. I mean, it was like and I realized <laughs> that's what's going on now. The 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 networks, because any good show at this point will go to a streaming thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So all they have left, like it's kind of the equivalent. Do you remember when, I mean, you're younger, Brett, but like when I was pretty young, they had these syndicated channels that they would have a sitcom that was on like syndicates so would be on like four in the afternoon. It would just be the worst like show ever made. It's like, that's yeah. what network TV is now. It's like the equivalent of those shows when we were kids. Talk about like um, Jerry Springer or something like that. No, no there were actually these like sick of like they would remade like what's Mama's happening. Family. I remember like it was what's happening now, and yeah. she's the sheriff. Like they just they they were so bad they couldn't even make network TV. But small someone, wonder, yeah, you small heard of that show. <laughs> but that's what that's a good analogy because that's really network. I mean, it, it's I feel like it's over for them. It is. It's totally. It, it's it's weird how it's it's not. It won't completely die. Like the yeah, the it's, it's crazy. It's still going. I think. Well, you because know what? The, it's. 
Well, it's so in the direction of the template is so the rea- what, what's keeping them going are game shows and like the bachelorette and just this reality shit. So, yeah, I think last year, I think I saw this, the highest rated network show in like the 18 to 49 group uh, that wasn't football uh, was Saturday Night Live, which makes sense because that's the one show people will actually try to watch while it's on. But you could still digest it the next day in clips. It doesn't really matter. Right. Uh, But people are still watching it. They're still doing a pretty good job of making it, of keeping it as event television as something can be at this point. Right. For like just like a TV show. I think America's Got Talent still still draws big numbers. I think it's truly the most trash like program that that has ever been created but well that or like they just keep coming out with these uh singing contest shows right like they just keep like they came up with a new one that's not um american idol but it's like america's voice or something it's crazy there's not that many singing jobs you know like they should have (laughs) america's electrician (laughs) i i I don't think there are many yeah i don't think i mean i've been you know I've, i've been uh Scrubbing Craigslist for singing jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but you remember, I wouldn't even know how do you even go about getting a singing? Well, job? you know, American Idol, remember years ago, well, that was huge, huge. And it's yeah. on again. They brought it back, and you hear nobody talking about it. It's not a thing. Uh, I didn't people, know that it even came back. People yeah. do it's it's just it's just middle America people watch Yeah, but the ratings are not even close to the way I they think were. they're pretty good though. They're better than you'd think. But they you know what they stopped doing, but which was one of the draws was um they don't have Simon Cat. They're not mean to them anymore. Oh, you know what I mean? Uh, like, remember when they were so mean? They were like, "You shit." That was like, <laughs> yeah. that was a great part of the show. What's, what's your favorite uh, reality show, Brett? Oh, I don't, I don't really watch any. I, I guess, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't watch any. But so I would guess, like, I just like the idea of naked and afraid. That just seems. <laughs> yeah, I'll just pick based on the title, yeah. you know, because that's the one you can relate to the most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, what I'm shows do you, is there any shows? I'm glad that they finally made a show about Eric's sex life. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you like Sorry. any shows now? Do you like any shows? Uh, I just watched. You know, I'll, I'll highly recommend this show. It's called Mister In Between. Very uh, nobody I've heard has talked about it. Uh, every person I've told about it who has actually watched it has been like, "Wow, that was really good." I've, how come I've never heard of it? Um, it's an Australian it show. It's on Hulu. It was on FX. Three seasons. This guy wrote all of them. They were like, okay, this is awesome. Um, you can't be the star of it and also write every episode. And he was like, no, nah, I'm going to do it. And then he won a bunch of awards for his performances. Wow. And, really? then he, and then he was like, okay, it's done. I'm not going to keep this character going. I've been playing it for however many years. That's the thing that they do, especially with American TV and a lot of these streaming things, especially like the limited series. You can tell it's like, yeah, we have a, an idea for a show and we need to fill up nine episodes. And you're like, right. yeah, this could have been like, I, I just watched Escape at Danamora. I know that came out a few years ago. And um, it's, uh, I don't know if you've seen, you know, it's about a, a prison escape and it's like eight episodes and they don't escape until episode seven. I was like, hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> like by fourth, fifth episode, I'm like, so when is this escape thing happening? You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, you know, they've, like, they've turned in like television shows like that. They've turned into the equivalent of like when you look up how to get ink out of a shirt and instead of it just telling you, it's like, what is ink? And then there's like 16 paragraphs on <laughs> on the history of ink. Right, it's like right. that's what they do with the actual television shows. They're like, what is a jail cell? <laughs> right, right. No, exactly. Like They'll be like, yeah, that's all they do on the Internet. At Internet now, they'll be like. Here's naked pictures of Jennifer Lopez blowing you. you know, and you're like, holy shit. You start clicking and then it's just like, so do you like um, stamps? You know, you're like, wait a minute. Where's I she was, this article hitting on me? I so do you like stamps? Um, but, uh, I, hey, I Jennifer Lopez big, just got married again. Yeah, that was a good, oh, good segue. For her. Yeah, you know who to who, right? No, who's 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 you get married? Ben Affleck. She she's back with him. Oh, oh, I'd heard I'd seen a joke. You know, it's so funny. I don't like pay attention to the news. I have to like figure out what the news is from comedians' jokes. <laughs> yeah. And I saw a comedian. I was like, oh, did Brad and Angelina get back together? I didn't. I was like, that's I don't actually know. probably the most way to get the news accurately these days. Actually, <laughs> at least. Um, yeah, they got. I mean, 
Yeah, I guess that's something. It's kind of annoying that like that's thrown in my face that it's something. No, I'm but I, I was just reading today in. how many she's been married so many times. I'm like, right. <clears throat> just kind of. Do you think she, like it, I feel like she would be a nightmare to, to be married to? I feel like she would not. I, I could because I I just like to chill out a lot. Like you know you're talking about being alone. If you're dating J Lo, there's no just like <laughs> hey let's just hang out tonight and watch um you know naked naked and afraid. Yeah, like there's no just staying in. It's like, no, no, I have to put on my, you know, spandex and um, go out all made up, like go to the Super Bowl. Um, you know what I like about Jennifer Lopez is that when when I was like younger, everybody would be like, ooh, Britney Spears and her boobs. And like, it was all about boobs. And Jennifer Lopez was always like, she was the representative of, of a nice butt. And I was yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm an ass man. So I was like, I was like, oh, finally, it's like somebody that I can get behind. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to. Um, <laughs> Literally, yeah. She really put uh, um, asses on the map, sort of. <laughs> um, but are yeah, I'm I'm more of a boob guy, actually. Are you not a boob guy? Oh, I love some boobs, but I like you prefer if you had the, the choice. Yeah, if I'm like if if you're gonna have like small boobs, or if you're gonna have small something, I'm like small boobs, big butt. I'm 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 in. Okay. Well, you described Eric to a T. <laughs> Sorry, I'm scared. Sorry, I don't know why I keep going. Yeah. I wonder if he's um, always afraid and naked. Yeah. Um, so if you had to rank your favorite Jennifer Lopez movies, Brett, uh, I'll do I'll start mine. The best probably one of the best movies of all time is called The Wedding Planner. Mm-hmm. Uh, with her and Matthew McConaughey, it's probably never better. Seen it, actually, it's better than Godfather. It's that good. No, it's horrible. <laughs> the book was way better. <laughs> no, she's in a the movie this year. She was in this movie with Owen Wilson called "Marry Me," which almost seems like it's the same fucking movie. Mm. Yeah, I liked. Um, I liked Selena. That was a good movie. I never saw. It. I heard it was pretty funny, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the end is like a a nice gag. <laughs> um i you know it's funny because um she's been around for so long she's really maintained and first of all i was watching i mean she was in a movie called anaconda have you ever heard that That owen wilson's in that too right i was watching that literally like two days ago that was like a really good you know like you'll just be like have the tv on at like saturday at like six and you're just like i just want to have the tv on not really want to pay attention like anaconda was on it's like kind of a good cat it was kind of like before any of them were really huge but john voight she in looks it, she, yeah john voight but she looks better now than she did then which is kind of an yeah interesting she's, she's very she's, well yeah she's really stayed hot um, and you know that's and, one of the advantages to having a nice butt is like that's a much easier thing to maintain than a boob there's yeah. nothing you can do for a boob do you, she's had to have gotten things done right because oh like, i'm sure yeah if anybody i'd assume anybody who's in like you know who's that famous and uh, is, is gonna right. it's part of like their their income and their you know other people's income is for them to like you know do right. whatever right. they can to to alter their body to be as desirable as possible for as long yeah, as possible yeah, i mean yeah. when you see it's because uh one of my all-time favorites is Cheryl Crow always th- thought she was hot you know and I yeah. saw her a couple of years ago at the Sirius XM studios and like oh, you, you saw s- her in person yeah you see her up close it's like you know that she's you know obviously had some things done but she was like shiny she was like shiny and then mm. you're like and a, she just looked like a rich person to me also because it's like you must have spent so much money to just keep that, yourself that's looking like, like a that. thing you can when you see certain people you're like they're kind of like rich hot yeah um, like she had like a, a ring light surgically implanted <laughs> or something. Yeah, <laughs> emanating light. <laughs> um, you know, who yeah, I, I think she's had know? work done. There's like a machine coming out of her face. <laughs> Very shiny. Yeah, she had a um, a black light installed into her body. <laughs> um, keeps you healthy. Um, I saw. Do you know who Ariana Dubose is? She was in West Side Story. Yes. You know, she just won the Oscar. Mm-hmm. I saw oh. her like two weeks ago in person. Um, I was at the the West World premiere. I like my girlfriend worked on that, so I got to go to that. Oh wow! And, um, cool. It was funny. I turned around and um, uh, Ed Harris and uh, who's the guy from Breaking Aaron Paul? No, oh, fuck. Yeah. And and Ariana DeBose were just like right behind me because it was funny. I was talking to people like my girlfriend and her friends, and and they were like one of them was like ha- having a really in depth conversation about I hadn't seen a show that he liked. You know, people like 
if you haven't seen a show, someone likes to get like mad at you. Yeah, um, yeah. It was like one of those. And then all of a sudden they all just like stopped talking. And I was like, what's going on? Why are you guys so you guys seemed like you were really mad? And then I turned and like they were they were all three like just standing right there. I was like, oh, and I so, Wait, so you're shitting like, on the show and they're standing behind you. No, no, I wasn't shitting on the show. My someone there was telling me about a show they like. I, I can't remember the show, what it was. And yeah, I was like, nobody's getting near that, that. That just happens. Like people just like stop and stop. I remember I was doing it set at Dangerfields and I was like doing really well. And then all of a sudden I just like stopped doing well. And I was like, what the hell? And Seinfeld came in and everybody just started looking at him. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, it was like these were three like powerhouse like. Slept yeah. standing right behind, and I was like, "Oh, I, there's three huge." St-. And so anyway, Ariana DeBose, I thought she was kind of hot in West Side Story, and then in yeah, person, she, li- she looked fucking hot. Like she looked really good. She wouldn't like you, by the way. She's a lesbian, right? Yeah. Well, we'll see. She, <laughs> she hasn't met me, but right, you see, we'll, do we'll, you, we'll, do you see Jeffrey about? Wright? He's my favorite actor. He, I saw him. On. Yeah, I bumped into him at the party. Oh wow! Um, it was kind of cool because it was like an actual, like you know. We went to the premiere and like the after party, it was like at Lincoln Center and it really was like an exclusive. That's why I didn't ask anyone for pictures. I wanted to be that guy at the party because this is like a party that like not everyone can go to. But then like I knew it was a big deal because when we left, it was like there were people waiting outside with like cameras. and stuff. I'd never really seen that like in person. I'm like, oh, there's like fans waiting outside for people to come out. Um. But it was kind of a bummer, though, because you have to pretend like it's normal. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Aaron Paul. Yeah, this is not <laughs> like, you know, and I just want to get pictures with these fucking guys. Right? I don't, I'm not into Are you into that, Brett. I'm not into that. I, I've, I'm very rarely starstruck. I just I, something's like missing in my brain where I'm just like, that's a person. Um, there are certainly people I think who would do that, but it's, it's so there's so far and few in between. But it's the thing is, uh, when people always do that and they put it up on Instagram, it's like, what are, what are you showing oh, yeah. here? This is not your friend. You're you just... annoyed them. <laughs> That's basically all you're showing. Like, really. Look who I annoyed last night. <laughs> oh, <God>. Actually, <laughs> you know who? You know, you know who? The, the one person. There were two people that when I met them, I was like so starstruck. One of them was Seinfeld because, and, and the other one was Ted Danson. And I think it's because they were not only were they celebrities, but they're such like a part of like my life. You know what I mean? These are people that were like in my living room, like for like yeah. my entire childhood, basically, you know what I mean? Almost yeah, my entire are. life. So it's so weird for them to be looking at you. You know what I mean? The fact that like Ted Dent, like Sam Malone was looking and seeing me was such a weird right. thing. So he's not like, I'm not even a huge fan of Ted Danson, but yeah. For some reason, I was kind of. He also he is an interesting face too. So I feel like that even if he wasn't famous, you would still kind of be like, "Whoa, this guy's looking at me." Yeah, <laughs> he does have that presence. Yeah. Um, but this is the last thing I'll say. We can wrap this up. Mm-hmm. I um, speaking of movies, I don't know if you're a big movie guy. Uh, I just for some reason I made my girlfriend watch uh, Deliverance oh, last night. Movie. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen it. You never saw have that? No. Oh, you got to watch don't it. Don't get mad at me. Yeah. It's worth watching. Um, yeah, it's really famous. Fun. It's famous it, you, just for knowing certain cultural things from that movie. There's a famous scene. But you, you, you know, oh, maybe that's right? maybe that's what's missing in my life. <laughs> yeah, that maybe my that, ex will take that, me back. That movie will definitely cheer you up. <laughs> Do you know what it's about? Um, yeah, it's about uh, delivering babies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's actually look who's talking three, wasn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Look who's it's talking about Uber, it was Uber Eats. <laughs> um, can Uber i say eats. that that ad campaign like makes me mad the uber eats do you know oh, those I don't ads? Think I've seen it. oh yeah where they're the celebrities what do they do they're just oh. eating objects because they're like i guess uber was delivering just not food but just like things like products and now they're delivering food so it's just celebrities eating like tape for thinking it's food or it's really bad well probably the original pitch because because i don't think i uh, when i'm like oh what does uber deliver it delivers objects i'm like uber delivers people so probably the original pitch was like well let's just have them eating people yeah and they were like we can't do that (laughs) that's a whole different um that's a whole different i would that sounds like a great ad campaign though 
Um, no, it's really, it, it, for some reason, it's like, I haven't had that happen in a while where a commercial makes me mad. It's funny how I'm getting so mad at, remember how like for so long on the internet, they didn't have commercials and now they have ads for, before everything, but yeah. you can stop watching in like four seconds. And I'm just, I get so mad even with four seconds. Like, <laughs> Come on! <laughs> and it's funny, they have ads before every video. Like they had a thing of like, here's the footage of like the school shooting. You know what I mean? And then right. they had like an ad. It's like, who was the product that was like, can you put our ad like right before shooting video? A massacre. Yeah, I like know, when they're in the mood for McDonald's. <laughs> I like when there's multiple videos, like, you know, and then they'll give you the choice. You can watch all three of these videos or press skip. Like, who's the idiot who wants to watch all three <laughs> of the fucking videos? Well, some people right. are like, oh, I'll just put it on and wait for the ad to end. And that's when YouTube gets you. Because then it, sometimes uh, it'll just be like a two hour ad <laughs> if you don't hit skip. And you're like, what? You're like, where, what am I listening to? <laughs> I've had that where, I, where I'm like, it's on my phone and I'm listening and I'm walking and I don't hit it. And yeah. then I'm like, wait, I thought I was listening to Hall and Oates. Like <laughs> yeah. an Uber Eats thing. <laughs> it's an hour and a half Zoloft commercial. <laughs> it's just Brian Cox eating tape. Yeah, it's weird. They're long, too. Yeah, so I'm like. Like 20 how did, minutes long how how did they like i mean it sucks that whoever directed those they had to put so much work into for most people are just not gonna watch any of it they're just gonna like watch three seconds but they stuffed them like an hour and a half ad yeah right they're like it's not long enough <laughs> 20 more minutes no one is going to watch this um so do you have anything else to say deliverance or now i would say check out just check i don't, I don't know yeah. why I want oh yeah no out. it's like a I that's know. a movie oh i know i know deliverance i know deliverance it's yeah. it's iconic it's it's yes yeah, yeah exactly. and there's a famous scene and it kind of ruined an actor's career for years i don't think Beatty. it did ruin i think i know i think he said he said he said it was rough for him for a while ned Beatty. Yeah. Well, rewatching it, you're kind of like, man, I can't believe. I mean, he, he does such a good job, but it, you know, it's bad that he does a good job. It comes off really yeah. badly. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why, but I, but I just think it's funny that I was like, because me and my girlfriend are into movies and we're always trying to figure out movies to watch. Cause that's the thing. One thing I hate about streaming now, the streaming era is like, I'm always in charge of what I'm watching. So I spend, I don't know if I spend hours just thinking of yeah. stuff to watch. Yeah. And I would, when I was a kid, we would watch things that were bad just because that's all, all. it watch. was like, yeah. it was the, that it was watch something bad or just not watch anything. Yeah. So now it's yeah, like it's this choice paralysis for sure. And also even like, you know, 10 years ago, it was just like, okay, well, I'll just look up what on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's like, Rotten Tomatoes is like no longer like trustworthy. And then also it's like they, they maybe don't show every streaming services like things. So you have to go to like several different websites. You're like cross-referencing stuff. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> my food's cold. <laughs> right. I remember as a kid, like I, but there'd be a movie on and I wouldn't have ever heard of the movie. It would be in the middle of the movie. I wouldn't know anything. I wouldn't even know what it's called. And I would just watch the movie now. And I'd be like, oh, this is great. It's like, wasn't even a good movie. Now I'll be going through and I'm like, good fellas. I can find something better. <laughs> who was that, joke? Just, who was that comic who had that joke? I think you rest for years ago about I, don't, I didn't see the middle. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it's Moody McCarthy. Yeah, he's really he goes, um He says, I have, you know, five HBOs, so which means I can see uh, miscongeniality whenever I want to. But then he says something like, I only see movies in fragments now. So it's like, <laughs> oh, have you seen, you know, Inception? Like, uh, yeah, don't tell me the middle. <laughs> <laughs> don't ruin it for me. <laughs> but it is true. That's, that's happened. There, there are so many movies now that are like people will be like, did you ever see that? And I'll be like, I've seen parts of it. I'm like, yeah, I've seen it, but not in, all at once, right? Right. Like, yeah. Um, I can, I'm trying to make an analogy of like you don't do it in one sitting. That's when I knew movies were kind of like having a hard where things were changing with the template. Because when The Irishman came out and that was the big powerhouse cast, and it was Scorsese, and like no one could watch it in one sitting. Yeah. It was like, yeah, this is a little different. We're consuming uh, entertainment a little differently now. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. Just want anything you want to plug. I mean, you're still doing your podcast, by the way, because you had a good. Yeah, I have a podcast. I do uh, once a week. It's called "Is This Anything?" You can find it on YouTube or Spotify or whatever. If you want to watch it, um, it's uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, Actually, I think you can even watch it on Spotify too. But it's on iTunes and all the stuff. Uh, It's me and Rob Ryan, Jared Berenstein, two good great comics, um, good friends. Jared, yeah. And and uh, we just we just workshop jokes. So if you like kind of seeing behind the scenes of uh, how that works, you know, um, and then we, you know, we catch up and we, we, we have a good time. Um, but Whatever do for you, a- don't, don't tell Carlos Mencia about that podcast. <laughs> 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 well, the thing is we don't, we don't show the finished product. We show us like trying to figure it out. So it would be great to see Carlos Mencia like, okay, so there's like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you he's like, doesn't have it worked out. <laughs> You guys ever go to Subway? <laughs> you stole that from Is This Anything? And that's it. And then that's it. Remember, that would happen to me a lot early on in comedy. It happened uh, like most comedians where people come up to you and you're like, hey, man, I got a great joke for you. you know, like, oh, yeah. I love that, actually. It's I was at my dad's, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can make it funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's not thing okay did i ever tell right, you well, that brett drug one little quick ahead. story when i met carlos mencia a few years back where'd you I, meet him he was at that gotham live thing or whatever and mm. i talked to him after the show i thought he did a good job I, and i said oh uh, you know i thought you know that bit was really funny and he goes yeah yeah he goes and it really happened to me it really happened to me he kept saying that to me i'm like all, all right you. you're really kind of protesting or whatever too. i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wasn't really accusing you but the fact that now i think yeah. you feel like he has to be fact checked on every fucking joke right. or plagiarized check what was always interesting about that thing is like he definitely stole jokes but everybody who would like talk about him they would be like he was a tremendous comic he didn't need to do that it yeah. was like an he's a megalomaniac uh which yeah. is so interesting he was like everybody was like part of the reason people went after him supposedly was because he was like such an arrogant prick because he was so good so quickly like he was yeah. such a good performer um but you know yeah it kind of you could tell it kind of um it went to his head and he didn't he, yeah it's funny to see people who like don't handle the success well because um he was he, i was just watching did you ever see the heartbreak kid with ben stiller it was like the remake I don't think I've I was seen watch, that. I was watching it last night, and I remember it came out like 2008, and Carlos Mencia is like one of the main stars mm-hmm. in it. So it was oh, really? kind of like it kind of like um, put into focus, like holy shit, like he was such a he really what had a huge uh, career and trajectory for a while. Like he was starring in huge comedy movies. Yeah, and I yeah, but that, was, that was mostly because he filled in a, a crater that Chappelle left when yeah. he when he when he just but I, but I do i do feel bad for him now because it's like you know that's kind of like what made rogan really big just that that attack from the beginning that's yeah, kind of what the, yeah but you know like that really established it did hurt him plan. what i said it established like rogan's business model like right that right. was that was very clearly like i could go another route to to find like success and and like you know his his team has like consistently been on the cusp of like what is the next way and and like rogan's a great interviewer and he's like an interesting guy and uh but but like mostly it's like it's just good business is the reason that he's as big as he is but he's you know but he has such a following you know and and so i i once a couple years ago i looked at carlos mencia's twitter account he just like just posts like basically where he's going to be next and it's like this is like 10 or 15 years later He's like, I want to be at this comedy club. And then you see the replies, fucking thief. I'm like, dude, fucking leave the guy alone. Wow. Right? Leave him alone. <laughs> right? Come on. And they're all um, Rogan's people, you know, like they're, you right. know, it's like a, well, he, you know, Rogan did suffer like a blowback from that. Like it did first, hurt yeah. him for a while. Like right. he, he said he was dropped by his like, you know, agent and managers because they represented Carlos Mitzi and he was so big at the time. But it, it also, it gave Rogan this kind of, or of like he knows what comedy is, you know. It did, and, and also it, yeah, you can like argue it fighter. forced him to go into like figure out another trajectory that he might probably wouldn't have without that. You know what I mean? Because yeah, um, so it's it, that's one of those stories. It's kind of a really interesting thing to see because at the time it really hurt Rogan and Carlos mm-hmm. Mencia was untouchable, and now I mean the way it shifted is like. I mean, Rogan is arguably the most successful comedian in the world now, right? Yeah. I mean, arguably, yeah. it's it's insane. So. Absolutely, he, he he like he certainly has the most influence of any comedian. Oh, not world. even close. 
I mean, that right. must be very vindicate. But yeah, the, I mean, the, Matt, just imagine that. Like, you ever give her a moment where someone fucks you over, and then you're, you know, like you're like one day they're gonna see. Like he yeah. actually lived that moment. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, I mean, Rogan in the early two thousands was a bit of a joke. I mean, he was on Fear Factor. You know, people were like, you know, he was. People would make jokes about him, kind of. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's weird how much mm. he's changed. All okay. Right. All right. Well, thanks, Brett. Thanks, Brett Druck, for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No problem. And uh, we'll uh, see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Rate and review this podcast and subscribe and all that great stuff. Uh, I will. See you next time. You too, Brett. Do that. Okay. Rate and review, Brett. <laughs>